Who decides medicine prices? How are vaccines made? Do you have questions about the healthcare industry? Welcome to 19 Conversations. Today we're asking Dr. Holger Zimmermann, the CEO of iCurus, how do SMEs, small to medium-sized enterprises, work? I'm Sue Saville. Thank you for joining the conversation. So, Holger, welcome and let's start by setting the scene. In which therapeutic areas does your SME work and what's the scale, the size of your business? Scale and scope, please. As our name of the company, Icuris, uh, indicates, uh, maybe we are uh, active in the field of anti-infectives, which uh, for us means uh, antivirals and antibacterials. Uh, so we are an R&D company, so meaning being active in research and development. So we are a company of uh, 70 people by now. Um, and uh, so, so we are, uh, as I said, so, so we are running from early research, doing preclinical work up to clinical stage projects, ideally um, up to proof of concept, meaning um, first, yeah, efficacy shown in, in, in patients. So that's uh, the scope, basically. Mm -hmm. And you've already had success then with bringing a drug to market, uh, unusual perhaps for an SME. H how difficult was that? Yeah, that, that, that's sure. So, so maybe... Um, I should start at the, at the early beginning. So, so where we, where we come from. So we are maybe not a completely classical uh, biotech company as we are a spin out from big pharma. So Bayer uh, decided to leave the anti-infective space. Um, and uh, yeah, so the, the project in, in the pipeline, early projects, research and preclinical projects were brought in, into a spin out. So we had uh, 14 projects to start with at, at different uh, stages. Um, and, and this is where we where we took off with 22 people really coming from research. And uh, so then we uh, got more stuff on board, became a more integrated company. So got more expertise in terms of, especially in terms of preclinical and clinical development. Um, and, and then um, one of the projects was uh, Letermovir or Previmis, as it's now the, the, the marketing uh, name. And uh, yeah, so this is also part of my story because uh, I, I'm not only Icurus is lucky that, um, that the company brought a, a drug to the market, but uh, also myself as a researcher, knowing the drug from the early days. So, so from the bench, basically. So I had the opportunity to, to follow that drug through preclinical development to first in, 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 uh, in humans, which was, was still at, at buyer times. And then we were uh, spin out. And uh, so we did the, the um, all the other developments. So, so bringing it uh, in patients, um, saving the first lives. So, so this is still the very emotional uh, things when, when you can do something with, with, uh, with what you did. And um, then we, we uh, also ran that project up to phase two. It was uh, basically two phase two uh, trials, what, what, what we did. And after successful phase two trial, then we, we outlined that uh, drug to uh, Merck MSD, um, which brought it to the market end of 2017, 2018 in, in the first indication. So we are still involved in, in, in joint steering committees and in discussing uh, with them and um, yeah, next indications to come. So, so you see, it's, it's a very interesting story. And uh, yes, as I course, we, we are also somewhat proud that we are yeah, 
one of the few companies who, who really made it up, up to the uh, market with, with a, a successful drug. And uh, this is, of course, and maybe we'll touch on this one, uh, also important for the development of, of the company, having own income stream, not being dependent on on uh, initial um, in, in investment money. So um, this was, of course, key for the for the development of our company. Uh, and I was interested there that you touch on the passion, the emotional aspect you mentioned there. The, it clearly matters to you that you're saving lives. So, and your own personal journey through that is that important? That that personal commitment when building an SME. Yes, I, I think so. So, but for, for I can't speak for all companies, but I think uh, for Icurus, we are very much project driven. So, so it, it's it's our babies, right? So, so you really you really fight for your project, and I think this uh, also makes a difference. So, so we are often asked, so. Uh, is is uh, Bayer now angry that they let you go or now you showed it to them and whatnot? <laughs> I think it's not about this one. So, so, and it's also not about this one that Bayer wasn't able to do it. So it's just the, the different ecosystems. So, so Big Pharma has whatever, many, many projects, right? And, and they go for the top 10, 15, depending on the size. So that's just what it is. So, uh, and, and then of course, for, for them, it was sort of a strategic decision that anti infectives was no longer in their, in their focus for whatever reason. We don't need to talk about this one. But at Icurus, so each single project matters, of course, right? So, and, and for us, it was not just one out of. 20 projects, it was our lead project. And of course, there was a lot of fighting uh, around that project and it was not always an easy easy street and, and, and things like that. So you really have to, to go through, through obstacles. And I think if you have people really believing in the project, people who are compassionate about that, that uh, project, who, who like what, what they are doing. So, so it, it was really something... Um, going first in man it was really something uh, when we had a, a request from a from a patient who was infected with a multi-resistant uh, virus and and there was no cure nothing for 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 them but just our drug and and i still remember so calls with physicians and and so so it became part of of your of your week to, to have that call to follow that patient and then to to see that drug which you know from from your bench um, and where you were convinced when it saved the, 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 the did the first good good results and uh, and now you, you see it doing good in in, um, in, 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 in a patient so this was a single patient which was also coming back from decision points important points in in the um, lifetime of a company and of, of a project so you need these um, success stories is successes because it drives you to go on so so it, it also gives us the, the the opportunity to talk to our investors look the the the, the drug proved what, what we <laughs> told you always and and this uh, then then triggers the next uh, yeah bigger investment so to, to to be honest so based on the first yeah life saved and and uh, initial smaller phase two trial then we were convinced that that this will also hold true in a bigger phase two trial and this is uh, what, what we did then and um yeah so this is this is really great and then you see that it becomes um uh, uh, international uh, uh, story uh, again and the, the next stage then of course is uh, there were a lot of discussions uh, about would it make sense to do it on your own, 
so so to to continue phase three to to bring it to your market on on your own um and, and maybe we will also touch about differences between biotech and big, big pharma later on so um I, i do have an opinion on on this one and it really depends so so in in that case we um, we decided that it makes sense to outlicense at that uh, stage in time. And uh, we realized at the day where we signed that deal, so there were more people working on just this project than we had in the whole company on, on 10 projects. And there you see how big the engines are if you go phase three, if you go preparing the market and all this. So, so and it was a, a great learning for us to, to, to see what, what's all needed in, in the further development uh, phase then. And coming back to the passion, because that's where I wanted to, to, to end up basically. Um, Then in phase three, we, we learned that we not only uh, reduce viral infections, um, but in the end, it really saves lives. And, and this is what, what, what matters, right? So you have a life-saving drug. So, so um, where it's, it's an, uh, a drug for, for transplant patients, which uh, have the risk to, to either harbor already a virus or get infected by cytomegalovirus, which gives yeah huge huge problems um to to from from generalized in infections up to to death uh, could could happen um and if you can can show that you can really make a difference with what you research what you develop so this is something and uh, so yeah we, we we did um some some calculation and sometimes to to motivate our people that we say so by now just by calculation we probably saved whatever, 100 lives, 200 lives, and, and so on. So this is what, what yeah, makes us That's what go drives to you work. on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you touched there, Holger, on the different ecosystem then for an hmm. SME and yeah. the differences between a, a small company and big pharma. You've worked in, in both. So what are those differences? What different ecosystem is needed for a successful SME? Yeah, so, so first of all, Let me talk about the differences, how, how I experienced this. And I told you briefly my story, and I'm not too sure if the same story could have been told in Big Pharma. Um, because you have many, many experts in, in many, many areas. And in, 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 in biotech, you are much closer to your project, right? And, and you, you, you grow with your project. And um, so, so you're yeah, pre pretty much tied up with your project. So, so I think this is very good personally for, for, for the people because yeah you, you see what you do and you see the impact and, and you're very close to the project and we also hear that from 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 our people from from people who, who come here so, so this really is, is a difference um, if it comes to phase three so the, or the maybe later phase two also depending on the indication so let's say if it comes to the to the big clinical trials um, then of course um, This needs a lot of yeah, muscle power, uh, if you wish, um, and late-stage clinical development also uh, means starting preparing the market, looking for, for reimbursement uh, bodies, coming up with a proper pricing. So this is normally something you do not think of every day as a, as a biotech company, right? So this is 
for me, where, where the expertise is and where it really helps, at least if you're there for the first time and, 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 and so on. So um, I, I think it was sort of an ideal situation, how we grew, that we could grow with the projects. Um, will we ever be a proof of concept company? I don't know. So, so the only thing I, um, I, I do see, so, so we are now uh, preparing on our own a phase two, a three trial. So for, for smaller indication, I think this might be something about what we could do. And then the next step, of course, is, uh, but this also means a, a bigger transition of the company uh, if you go market. Right. So um, this is, again, a completely different thing. And this is where, where Big Pharma is, is home. Right. So they, they are very good in, in, in that. They know everything. Um, and uh, so therefore, there I clearly see a, a difference. And <laughs> in the end, it's also all about money. So, so huge phase three trials easily cost 20, 30, 40 thousand million right so so uh, to 20 million or 40 million so depending on the indication and, and, and whatnot and, and this of course is is quite something if you are starting biotech and, and it might be way off if you have um yeah not the 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 investors willing to do so Right. And you touched there on, on uh, the funding issue, mm. which, of course, is critical to, to your business. And as one of the 37 partners of IMI Care Consortium, the Innovative Medicines Initiative, that I understand is the world's largest public-private partnership in health with some five billion euros behind it. What, what will you bring to that organization? Of course, there, there are multiple uh, ways in here. So, so I think in, in, in this IMI care and especially in this uh, um, uh, project or uh, con consortium targeting uh, corona uh, in, in infections where, where we are active. So, so it's um, on, on different levels. So, so as yeah, probably everybody uh, after COVID caught us is, is, is looking for, for repurposing uh, assets or existing uh, um, compounds where, where it makes sense to, uh, to have a closer look if it, it's also active against uh, uh, SARS-CoV-2. So, so this is uh, clearly where we are uh, engaged. So, so uh, testing or evaluating our compounds, have a closer look in, into to this one. So um, we, we also have uh, computational chemistry uh, facilities where we look for, for novel approaches if it uh, comes to that. And uh, last but not least, uh, so we um, give our preclinical experiment uh, experience. So, so we are talking quite early projects. So, so if there's something we are, we are also um, supportive in, in that area and will um, yeah, drive our project in, in that stages of the development. And of course, the, the landscape has been shifting so much because of the pandemic. Um, as you say, what do you hope for, for next year? What would you like to see in terms of obstacles that might be overcome for SMEs? Mm. How would you like to see the landscape developing, say, in the next year? I think there, there are many aspects. So what, what, what drives me most is uh, being active in the, in the anti-infective uh, space. Um, so I think, first of all, for us, um, I wouldn't say it was good that there was COVID. So that was, was, wasn't good. So that, 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 that's clear. But it, the, the, the focus and the, the, the uh, many people now looking for, for uh, infectious diseases. 
again, right? So, so the, this, is, this is a clear spotlight back on, on infectious diseases. Um, and I think we will probably need to be much better prepared for future pandemics. Um, and, and we started also a campaign in, in, in that era. We call it PrEP, Pandemic and Resistant Emergency Preparedness. Um, and, and this brings me to, to the second very important thing. Um, we, we, we are also active in uh, antimicrobial resistance. And, and this is clearly something, and I, I like to, to um, compare it with, with the COVID situation, because if you need something and you do not have it, you are in big trouble. So this is what we currently see with, with, with the COVID situation, right? So, so we would need a vaccine, we would need a treatment, nothing is there, and there's a, a huge problem, right? So, so with this with impact on, on uh, economy and, and, of course, big, big, big health problems. Um, we all know about antimicrobial resistance. So it's on G7, G20, so politically it, it, it's discussed. Um, but I think we are still not there yet in, in terms of um, if you need it and you don't have it, you have a problem. If we now would have a, a drug, resistance-breaking drug, everybody would be happy and say, oh, that's great that it's there. We better spare it for when we need it. So to be honest, this is not a business model for a biotech company, for, for no company. Uh, so I, I try to, to um, compare it always with, with fire dis uh, extinguisher, right? So if those things would only be paid if they are used, nobody would produce it. And it's the same for, for um, resistance-breaking antibiotics. So, so if they are not paid for that you don't need it, but, but you have it, so, so it's really needed that new reimbursement strategies are put on the table. So, so there are ideas there. So from vouchers that you get patent prolongation for, for other uh, um, drugs, for, for instance, or whatever the, the, the miracle 500 million or 1 billion, which every new product will be paid for just for, for being it there. So I think there are ideas there, but um, the system really has to change that uh, people and, and, and companies, so people in terms of investors are willing to, to invest in, into that area and that there are companies active in, in that area. So there are only few people's uh, companies like, like, like ours. So Big Pharma left that, that space, which is uh, a problem, which is really a problem. And we are now creating try to create a new system where it uh, yeah, makes sense to be active in that area. So this, this is my hope for the next years that there will be really a change uh, in, in that regard. So what about the differences, Holger, between being an SME in Europe and, and perhaps elsewhere, particularly the US? Are there greater challenges in Europe? I'm not too sure if it comes from just the science. So I think this, this can be done everywhere. So, so where I do see a, a difference is mainly in, in the um, VC infrastructure. It's about the, the financing. So and if you um, see biotechs going public, a lot of biotechs go public in the US because there's a, a yeah, sort of better ecosystem for, for going public. I think that, that's uh, the, the main difference I do see. Well, thank you very much, Holger. My guest today has been Dr. Holger Zimmerman, the CEO of iCurus.
And thank you very much for listening to 19 Conversations. If you liked this podcast, please click the subscribe button and you'll be the first to know when we release our next episode. Do leave a rating and a review. So until our next episode, we'd like to invite you to join the conversation on Twitter with the hashtag questions inspire solutions. Thank you and bye for now. Thank you.